YouTube going. Hey, Anchor FM. All right, let me just start off with hello. You have tuned into that girl, Jenna Kirasoa. I'm streaming live on Twitch, Anchor FM, as well as YouTube and Facebook. I'm really glad to be here with everyone. If this is your first time ever hearing any of my streams, again, I'm that girl, Jenna Kirasoa. Um, at any point in time you're consuming this content, whether it's day, night, evening, um, all I can hope is that you're having a good day. Um, and I always apologize if I waste your time. Um, so with that, yesterday I talked about a lot of heavy issues as usual, women's issues, of course, um, black women's health, as well as the women's reality, some of the hearts going on in the world, but also ultimately we still need to respect men. So that's a huge talking point that's always very, very prevalent. If you're interested in hearing any more of my content or seeing any more of my stuff, I'm on Facebook, of course. I have a Twitter, a TikTok, an Instagram, a Pinterest. Like I said, streaming on Facebook and YouTube. And I'm using Anchor FM for my podcast, so very cool. I apologize if the connection cuts out. Um, Yeah, you can read the overview on blogspot.com. I like to keep the information there in written form in case you don't want to listen or see. And like I said, eventually I'll be getting out to Clubhouse and doing audio there. Really fast though. Um, Today I'm going to be talking about modern day slavery and I'm talking about the immigration situation and also just, you know, different tactics and way to kind of deal with it and not trip out. Not a big deal. We're not going to lose our lose sleep over it. And we're going to just, like we said, always have an open conversation, try to figure out the best way to handle everything. Uh, like I said yesterday, I talked about women's health, um, the huge mortality rate within black women, um, noticing that white women have lowest fertility rates. But ultimately, to me, it doesn't really matter about the skin color. Women are dying. Everyone is sick right now. There's a crisis, a mental health crisis. And today I'm going to be bringing up another demographic, um, Hispanic women especially, um, farm laborers in general, the harsh working conditions, and we're you know bringing up the modern day slavery crisis, and um, what happens with immigration, you know, and what our current population is looking like, and what we can do to, um, you know, to essentially coexist, to get along with everyone. That's that's what we need to focus on. And how can we live together and make productive, thriving uh, families and communities? That's what I'm big on, too. Strong family units. All right. So now the issue of modern day slavery. Uh, Yesterday, I brought up a lot of topics about systemic racism and how people of color, especially black women, um, hire death rates, mortality rates, um, post-pregnancy, during pregnancy, lots and lots of issues. Um, We talked about demographic um, oppression or archaeological, uh, architectural oppression. Sorry, too many brain pops right now. And the, the removal of the father, especially the black father from the households and that how that dismantled a lot of the, um, the family structure and has caused and contributed to lots of problems plaguing the um, the black community. So I, I brought up those points, and like I said yesterday as well, um, I'll repeat it again. I I don't want anyone to feel like they're being um, left out. I'm just going to be real. Um, going through the extremes. Yesterday I just talked about black and white. Today I'm going to be talking about Hispanic, Latinas, and um, to give a little bit more of their story, a little bit more of their voice, because one of the reasons why this issue was so close to my heart is because it is also close to where I live. I live in a farming community. I live in California, and I have—I absolutely love the fact that uh, some of the worlds we produce, from the countries produce, a lot of it comes from the area that I live in. And it's an amazing privilege that, you know, come the holidays, fall, winter season, you know, there's a lot of citrus um, produce, citrus fruits, lemons, oranges, a whole bunch of things. And it's like things that I think some people you kind of take for granted. You don't really 
considerate. We're so used to just, you just walk over to the grocery store or go over to the farmer's market. And then so much produce we consume. You know, almond milk has been very, very popular. Does, does anyone consider the process of, um, you know, harvesting almonds and how that process has started? It's um, a very, very long process. And it's amazing, though, watching the, I love seeing the almond blossoms. I think they're beautiful. It only comes up for like a few weeks out of the year. So aside from the aesthetic beauty of it, it's a very, very um, versatile crop and, you know, lots of tomatoes, like I said, citrus fruits, other things. The thing though is like, again, taking for granted is who actually is, um, you know, picking the produce, who's actually gathering these things for us to enjoy the benefits of them. And a lot of it is, you know, the, the immigrants that come across, the um, families who were not given the same opportunities or they don't have the same opportunities. And there's always a demand for that work, for that type of labor. And we don't take into account the, um, the different types of toxins they may be exposed to, um, unsafe or not necessarily unsafe, but just there's a lot of heavy equipment, you know, machinery that goes into it, the extreme heat in order to produce the best produce and, you know, be able to sustain uh, the large amount needed to feed um, a large amount of people. We, we need to take into account that um, at the temperature, it's very, very hot where we live, very, very high temps at times. And it's like things you don't really take into account the extreme conditions. So that's just, generally speaking, there's a lot more that goes into it, but we're now we're gonna, let me touch base on the women who oftentimes fall prey to, again, I brought up yesterday, I'm gonna bring it up again, battle of the sexes, you know, um, harassment, sexual harassment, assault, different things like that uh, when you're out there. I did an article today, I posted it on my Facebook, I'll be putting the links in um, the outline. I need to put it on my YouTube. Sorry, I keep forgetting to update my links on YouTube. A little bit behind, but I'm slowly pulling all the strings together, getting it a little bit more polished and consistent. But like I said, um, I read an article, it's 28% are female and uh, they've experienced like a lot of mental illness, stress, anxiety, like I said, sexual harassment and assaults. And it's like something so vital, something so essential and um, I keep bringing up the reoccurring theme. It's like the women are just, it's unfortunate how they know they're, they've been treated over the centuries. We're experiencing right now um, a large surge of singleness and loneliness. I, I mentioned the health concerns. It doesn't even matter what skin color you are. Um, women are getting butchered through abortion, um, through domestic abuse sexual assault predators, whatever. It's a huge crisis right now in certain areas, especially um, in places where, you know, the healthcare system isn't the best, educational system isn't the best. And as much as people want to bring up race issues, the only thing I have to say, especially when it comes time for blacks and the history of racism and slavery is slavery was never abolished. I hope everyone has gotten to the point where you've realized they never really abolished slavery. What ended up actually happening is just simply they extended it to everyone. So um, to a certain extent, we're kind of all being held captive, unaware. And you might think, oh, no, I have my freedom. I have my liberties. And it's like... Um, for the majority, I could see that. I mean, not the majority. For a lot of people, I mean, yes, I could see you. You may not consider yourself being um, held against your will, like physically being held captive. You know, you may not see yourself that type of slave. But when it comes time to the pharmaceutical industry, when it comes time to the food industry, when it comes time to um, just the labor workforce that you subject yourselves to, when it comes time to um, chemical dependencies, whether it's through types of addiction or television or your idols, you know, a lot of us think, okay, yeah, I'm free, I'm free. But it's like, how are you, are you willing to disconnect and let go of certain things? 
could you like are you going to like lose your mind if um you were presented with the um the sad reality that you would lose everything would you be okay with it would you seriously be okay without the you know the ac without the ice machines and your refrigerators could you cope with um out being able to shop or you know the luxury that this com- this country affords the citizens and i'm not trying to sit here and say like you don't enjoy your things or you haven't earned anything from your hard work my point is the balance there are you being mentally held captive by something? These are the questions we need to ask because um, as I continue on with this discussion, you know, keep that in mind of what, who's really free, who's really a slave, and ultimately what is the bigger picture? So going back to, um, to women especially, to Hispanic women, women Latin American descent, Latinas, um, especially the ones and the communities that um, are close to me, where I live, my prayer is honestly, um, because if it's not the farm labor, if it's not like the heavy type of labor that's breaking down their bodies and their mental well-being as well and putting them at risk for um, exposure to toxins and um, dangerous men, you know, there's the issue with trafficking human trafficking, sexual human trafficking, that is a huge issue. And one that it's like, if the if the individual of a young woman, or any woman at any age really isn't able to speak the language or is in a new country, much more vulnerable, you know, if you've got children involved, much, much more vulnerable. I want to bring up a little side note, I was watching a was it TikTok or some video and um, it was a black man, and he's um, on his profile said he was a bisexual black man, and he was expressing that um, this generation, he's like myself included. He said myself included. You know, we're we're worthless. We're a bunch of you know we're we're, we're crap. He said, and I'm like very surprised to see that. And he brought up an interesting point. He's like single women, the amount of sexual assault and rape in single women, it's ridiculous. He said is out of out of control. And I'm like, the fact that he actually said that, and he was just so, I don't want to say nonchalant, but it was kind of just like, yeah, that's the reality. You know, we're we're a shit generation right now is pretty much what he was saying. And um, single women are, not single women, um, single mothers are so much more vulnerable. And so we see this happening, um, this crisis hitting her country. And I, that's one of the reasons why I don't even like talking about race issues anymore or specific race issues because I'm like, I see the reoccurring theme across the board across a lot of the demographic groups, more so ethnic people of color. Um, you know, we can go into a, a, a lengthy discussion about why, but as of right now, again, barely scratching the tip of the surface on some of these problems. And the reason why there are problems is because it doesn't just affect this one person. It affects their children and their family members, which ultimately affects um, everyone in the community. And if we're not getting the proper attention and care, then ultimately what it looks like is everyone's going to be suffering and dying. And... I hear so many times they're like, well, why don't you just find your business or stay in your lane? I'm like, how can you just sit there knowing like someone's sick, whether it's through mental illness, whether it's through a physical thing. I'm over here. I don't know if any of you guys have seen the movie. Well, it's not even, have you heard of the woman? Cause this is based off of a real person. Um, Aaron Brockovich, they made a movie about her, you know, starring Julia Roberts. I think it took place. Um, if I, I didn't, this just came up to me right now, but I'm pretty sure it was located in Pixley, California, where they had the largest class action lawsuit against PG&E, I think, for contamination or being aware of contamination causing um, a spike in cancer cases within, you know, the community members in a small rural community. You know, well, I'm, I'm in an area where, you know, there's a lot of rural communities and... 
I'm over here like thinking to myself, I'm like, dude, a lot of people have got some cancer issues going on and they got like a lot of problems. And I'm just like, something just doesn't sit right. I'm not going to sit here and like shut up about it when like I know people are sick and we shouldn't see this many sick people. Like, how can you just sit there and be like, oh, mind your own business? I'm like, um, because these are my friends and family. Um, there's, there's children. You were like, the whole issue about abortion. I'm like, I'm not going to be quiet about abortion because you know it's really a trap, right? I don't think, I don't know. Why don't you guys really? It's like they're lying to you. They're telling you you're, you don't have any other option. So abortion is the best thing we got. You're like, oh, I, could, I, could, I need some help with housing. I need some support. I need a safe place to go because I'm being, you know, like raped or I'm being abused or I'm being harassed. Um, psychological warfare is damaging to your health. If you're in perpetual fear and worry, you're not getting sleep. You're not well. Your mind is tearing away. You've got the cortisol levels and your, the cholesterol building up. It's like they've got, they've done so many studies. Like if there's a pregnant woman and she's under high stress, even if the child ends up not in the same circumstances, just the stress from the pregnancy will affect that person's blood pressure in adulthood. There's so many studies that they've done where whatever the mother is feeling, it will affect the child in the long run. And, you know, so this is why I care because you're essentially just saying like, oh yeah, we're aware that people are getting screwed over and messed up and left sick and um, hindered in their lives. But, you know, who cares? I'm like, that's exactly why everyone's suffering because we have this adage of who cares it's not my life it's not your business don't worry about it it's like that's that's i'm not okay with that sorry i'm just gonna keep saying so abortion yeah women are in crisis they are in desperate need of help um being pregnant is could be a death sentence absolutely her safety is at risk and um we got teens who were like in high school i'm sorry i'm gonna have to tell you teen girls who have an abortion are like i think oh my gosh the suicide rates you know people don't talk about this but their chances of suicide has actually increased greatly i don't want to bombard you with numbers right now again this is just scratching the tip of the surface but i talk about modern day slavery you thought it was done with the um African-Americans, you thought it was done with women's suffrage, you know, and the different, no, no, they've just, they've just mastered their ways of keeping people roped in this mental head trip, you know, so now we've got all these um, people from Latin America and different parts coming here trying to find safety in place of refuge, and the only opportunities that they're given is doing harsh physical labor and manual labor, with poor conditions and breaking it even to a smaller group, you know, to the women population who are trying to provide for their children in safety. And it's like, it's, um, it's a huge problem and they need more support and they need more advocacy and for the country, you know, to see what's going on in other States as well and the treatment of their citizens but like i said this is close to home so this is why i'm going to speak on it because this is the reality like drive down the highway you see these individuals working i remember um interestingly enough i was on the naval base <laughs> leaving um the shopping centers and across the parking lot like literally you could probably chuck a stone like a good maybe if you were a couple of yards like a few I don't even know how far, a couple hundred yards, a little bit closer. You could probably chuck a rock and then, you know, land it into the field where people are working. You know, you see the the vast majority of them are Hispanic people working in the field. You got a chain link fence up, they're working. And then you got this road and then you got this gigantic parking lot. And then you got the shopping center. So like, I, you can see it. You see them working um, in the poor conditions in the heat, like 110 plus sometimes. Um, and then one of oh, what else, the cold, the fog, a lot of them are out there, you know, and I like to say, uh, nothing but matter respect and admiration. I have very limited experience growing things. I love plants. Um, if I'm on my prime and everything's in the great headspace, I can keep them alive. 
last few months, probably I think the <laughs> 2020 affected a lot of people, but uh, yeah, this past year and a half, you know, I, I have a plant in here. He's doing well, you know, but <laughs> it's just like, I can't, I can't keep focused and um, it's a lot of work. It really is. So to anyone out there in the country who's ever hearing this, whatever point in time and day you're consuming this content, if you are drinking almond milk, it might have been from my town. The almonds that were pressed and turned into the milk you are drinking could have possibly come from my town. If you like beef, um, could possibly be from an area or from my area. If you like tomatoes, could be from here as well. You know, shout out to the people here who pick the produce. Shout out to the people who work and put themselves at risk to not only provide for themselves, but for like literally the country. And yeah, that that's the thing is like, it's a terrible trap. I don't like, <laughs> it's not I don't like, it's like, realistically, I don't like sounding like hippie because you have that negative connotation. I'm like, oh, she's peace and love and just live off the land. And I'm just kind of like, well, um, we wouldn't have to worry about like these huge extremes if, um, you know, if more people were like actually, you know, self-sustainable. If you could have a little vegetable garden, you know, if you were able to sustain your own little household. This is one of the things like, I know a lot of the feminists don't like this idea uh, a lot of the fourth wave feminist, and again, I don't blame you. Dylan. No one wants to say go back to the kitchen. Like, you want to be free and do your thing and show your independence and worth. And I'm like, I'm not even going to argue that. At the same time, it is very helpful though. Like, if there is someone like you could be in a safer place if you're a woman trying to provide for your family, being able to stay in a safe location, your home, and have your own garden make your own jams and pickles and preserve your food enough to sustain your community, you know, like in a safe environment. But I know it's a pipe dream or it's, it's wishful thinking, you know, like I wish, you know, like that song, if I rule the world, like we, we would see more. It sounds creepy and sounds very cultish. Like I never would ever thought I would hear myself saying these, but I'm like, those communes are starting to make a lot more sense now. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, um community gardens are trying to make a lot more sense now like why are there so many laws and regulations saying you can't have this here and you can't grow this here and you got to have a permit here to do this and you can only do this at this time you need a fishing license i'm like bitch you own that river i guess you own that river because i gotta pay a fee to go fish like i gotta ask permission before i can put a, a stand somewhere and like get a a food handler's card and get an LLC and I don't know. I mean, I understand you need to keep track of there's like health reasons and everything, but also I think people can make, you know, wise decisions say, Hey, you know what? I ate at this restaurant right here. I got sick. I'm going to tell everyone don't go to that restaurant because it's not good. And people are like, okay, yeah, that's not a good idea. And then the person who owns the restaurant is their responsibility to um, change things and improve it. I mean, if you want to, not have business then yeah give people crappy service and give them food that's going to make them sick no one's going to go to your business um if you want to make money if you want to serve the people then you're going to do what's necessary and what's right and just get the product to the person and or a barter exchange and you know i've got produce here i can fix your car over here you need landscaping over here cool i need interior decorating over here hey do you got any extra baby clothes yeah i got some extra baby clothes you know what can i give to you in exchange there's so many different ways to do you know exchanges in commerce but for whatever reason uh, well i mean i do know the reason we're not going to spend too much time talking about it but we are we are completely subjected to these arbitrary rules and i i understand what the initial purpose and point is again is to checks and balances keep things people safe in general um but then it gets to the point where it's like okay this is getting out of hand like you're finding a reason or a rule for every little mundane thing to the point where people can't even operate like mandating minimum wage like excuse me um like i think the employer should be able to determine how much they want to pay um but there you go. This is what we're talking about. Who's the slave? Who's the slave owner? Um, at this point, like again, it's just barely touching, scratching the surface. Um, 
could spend hours, days getting into these discussions. This is food for thought, bringing awareness, waking people up, saying, do something's not right. Uh, why is everyone sick? Why are women dying? Why does everyone have a mental health crisis where like they can't think, they can't function? Like, it's not right. Like, it's a psychological head game. You're either sedated on some series or on your prescription pills or on your alcohol or your games or your sex or your social media. Like, anyone can find make an addiction into anything. But why is it that we have to feel like we have to be sedated? And why are, you know, we're still fighting for safety and women's rights and empowerment and like it doesn't it doesn't seem like it doesn't matter what they do it's just not good enough that's what it feels like and um i brought up yesterday and I've, I've, a reoccurring theme with me is like you know we still need to respect men despite the bad ones there are good ones out there you know and it's like what can we do and I'm like I said, I'm just gonna be here talking about it. You know, hopefully people will make a conscious effort or decision to, hey, you know what? I don't agree with this. I don't like this. Like, what is wrong with this world? Like, I'm not gonna sit here like, and allow people to continue just be sick and and just turn their eyes. Well, like, whatever. Hopefully, someone's gonna be like, yeah, we demand, we need, we demand changes. The um. A story of that young woman, um, Vanessa, I forgot her last name, I'm sorry, who um, was murdered in the army, you know, situations like that. Um, fortunately, it's, it's still reoccurring, a reoccurring problem. We were told that um, these people, especially the women, they want to serve. They want to help. They want to contribute. They want to have a part in this. And it's like, there is no, there's no respect. There's no balance. Still getting butchered. This whole crisis at the border situation. That's going to be my next subject right here. It's kind of, kind of overlap because, um, yeah, something's not right, dude. And I, and I just want to say, I mean, I call bullshit on some of this. Let me just go ahead and like start to transition. One of the things I wanted to share, um, very close to heart, to my home, heart and home is uh, my experience, my trip to India. And I recently got this book from the library, Slumdog Millionaire. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, because again, we were talking about us being enslaved and not even in touch. It's crazy what happens in our country where we're just completely um, we're out of touch. We really don't understand, you know? We don't understand. So let me, I wanted to read this little section because I thought it was kind of funny. Um, this gentleman, he's saying that he's extremely hungry. He hasn't eaten in days. And then guess what he does? Um, I'm about to trade my Casio digital watch for a plate of, I cannot pronounce it, Chihole Bahatur, when my eyes fall on a hoarding just next to the railway canteen. It simply says M, just one kilometer away. I know instantly where I can get food for free. All right, let me fast forward. Okay, so the smartly attired waitress at McDonald's look at me suspiciously, but I don't. But they don't shoo me away. They can't turn a back a customer. Sorry, they can. They can't turn back a customer in Levi jeans, however scruffy he may be. I position myself close to the wooden bin, the one with the swinging flap. When no one is looking, I quickly push my hand inside and take out as many of those nice brown paper bags. Um, within arm's reach. I exit using the clean toilet paper to wash my face. Sorry. Um, I exit after using the clean toilet to wash off some of the dirt and grime from my face. My first attempt at scavenging is quite successful. I sit on a green wooden bench outside and feed contently on a half-eaten vegetable burger, some chicken nuggets, two almost full packets of french fries, and a half cup of 7-Up. Scavenging is part of the survival gear of a street kid. So reading Slumdog Millionaire, a little expert about that. I'm talking about that missionary who came from India to the United States to see the type of luxury that we live in compared to the um, a lot of people in third world countries outside of states who were just, you know, like when I was there, we were given cold drinks, but they didn't give us ice. And we thought that was weird. Like there's no ice. And they're just like, what do you need ice for? It's cold. And then the ice just waters it down anyways. You know, you don't even get the full drink. It's watered down soda. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right, huh? 
but it's just the, the types of luxuries we take for granted. And then we have again the, the whole issue with the um, the mass immigration. A lot of these people, they they don't care about the the luxuries. To them, it it is very extra. That's their foundation wasn't built with all of these things, so they can live without it. They can live very very quite humbly and very, very simply. So when I talked about earlier about modern day slavery and people who could be homeless and just live off the land and off the grid, I'm like, are you capable of that? Like how much are you willing to give up or could you give up? Because you're going to be probably seeing, especially the people who are in Texas right now, um, a mass of people who can be perfectly content as long as they get over here into the States they got the their smartphones, they got the health care, they got the food. They don't really have any worries, you know? I'm not saying that's going to be the case for everyone, obviously. But I'm just put. I want you, the people who are sitting here, you know, accusing others who are trying to be cautious about what's going on. Don't accuse them of being angry, racist, bigoted people who don't like people of color. Because that's not accurate. We want people to come here in a healthy, organized manner, you know, where people are going to be getting the appropriate resources. Another example, um, I heard this woman complaining about, or she brought up statistics saying, oh yeah, Texas, you say you, you care about babies, you care about women, and they start spouting off all these like highest in this rate, and then this amount of children don't get seen, and this amount of women end up dying, and this, that, and the other. Okay, like, it's probably accurate, the numbers, but the thing is, like, who are these numbers coming from? Because you do realize that there's high immigration rates, and these people, if they're going into the hospital care system, and these, some of these stats are coming up, this is why the numbers are so negative. This is why they, the outcomes are so bad, is because um, it's, it's a crisis. And the way it's happening, the way the people are flooding into the country, we can't catch up. You're absolutely right. Women aren't getting the best care. And the thing is, though, we, they can get the best care if there's a constant flood. And then the pandemic, of course. And we continue to enable the poor behavior without accountability. It's like, okay, you want to sit here and say abortion is good for women in the short run it may be an instant relief but we need to talk about the long run the long run is the men have no accountability they'll continue to abuse a woman and rape her over and over and if she gets pregnant just have an abortion that's what you're creating that's the cycle that you're perpetuating that abuse of women there's no consequence who cares and at a certain point it needs to stop and we again i keep emphasizing this Everyone needs to just stand up and say enough of this butchering of everyone. What can we do to get everyone functioning, working? Because it, the situations are already here. You know, the people are already here. The abortion law, I mean, if you believe that um, conception starts, life starts at conception, and a woman can't have an abortion, and she's you know, the the father, potential father, is um, an immigrant. I mean, are you prepared for that? I'm just being real. It's a possibility. It could happen. Get ready. Wake up. Don't accuse people of being racist. Like, oh, you don't like people of color. Like, no, I don't like people assaulting people. I don't like people breaking the rules like that where it's, um, there's, we don't know what you're doing or why you're what's going on. I mean, I have that's what I kind of have a problem with. Especially you've got young people who are listening to a lot of the liberal media talking points who are trying to bully and shame people and think you're such a hurtful person. You've got no heart. You're not a Christian. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't tolerate that at all. It's not okay. There's a difference between loving and being tolerant. Part of being loving is also protecting. And that's what I'm about right now. I'm trying to protect women vulnerable children and building strong family units and if there's a man out there who isn't down with that taking care of women and protecting women and their family you know then 
yeah, that's where we have a problem. But with that, let me just go ahead and get off here because I've talked long enough. And like I always say, I'm sorry if I wasted your time, but I, my only hope is that you can take something from this. Um, but I'm sure you're just going to assume that I'm a racist and I don't like people of color. And um, this is this is MAGA country, you know. You, you can assume that all you want. I absolutely love people, but I don't. I don't like people being in fear. I don't like people sick. I don't like being women being hurt. That's what I'm about. So at any point in time you're consuming this content day, night, or evening, you've been listening to that girl, Jenna Curacilla. I'm on Anchor FM. I was on YouTube, but they kicked me out because of poor connection. I'm still on Facebook Live. Awesome. I'm also on Twitch. Uh, you can find the podcast overview on my blog spot check out my twitter instagram pinterest and tiktok eventually i'll make my way to clubhouse and working on my website anyways i hope you have a nice day evening night morning and god's peace as always take care and with this next section about immigration let's really think about um the implications when we have mass immigration, the implications without properly vetting the people that are coming in, and what that looks like to the current society. I have not pulled up any articles right now to quote many sources, so this is just going off of memory, just a disclaimer. I've heard the stories over the years, what happened to the United Kingdom, and was it in Sweden? I'm trying to make sure I'm not getting Sweden mixed up. Anyways, there was a um, couple of countries that decided that they were going to, um, what was it? You know, welcome a lot of the refugees into the country. And what President Trump noticed, a lot of people were not happy about him making the observation. A lot of people don't like Trump. Um, I don't really care. He made an observation that I agree with. Like, the, why are they sending a mass of men in? Like, what exactly happened to women and children? A lot of these situations, um, the women get caught up in trafficking, human trafficking, sex work. The guys come into the state and then they pretty much are looking for new relationships with the locals and they want to produce um, new babies with them and they have a different set of rules. You've got some places where you've got no-go zones where um, the local police, there's just so much of a particular migrant um, population. They don't follow the same rules. They don't have the same standards and expectations of that society. So they create their own little community to the point where if police try to apprehend or do anything, um, they get attacked. You know, the people who are there living are forced out of their community because of, you know, they have their different belief system. They have their different ways of operating. Um, and they get taken over, you know, knife killings. Even if you take out the guns, it doesn't matter. If someone wants you dead, they're going to kill you, you know, either make a bomb or stab someone or get hit by a car. It doesn't matter. There's certain um, faith groups and holidays and things where, um, I think 2019 or 2018, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, there was um, a spike in sexual assaults. And the ones that they arrested were all um, man males from um, other countries, refugees. Like, I think 90% of the people that they arrested for sexual assault. Um, again, I'm, I'm not opposed to immigration. That's how societies continue. We're in a demographic winter, population, baby births. Um, all the baby birth numbers are gone down across the board. And I've been trying to tell people over the years, um, demographic winter, low population. But guess what? Other nations, other religious groups, they don't have the same Western values that we have, we have adopted, which again, I would consider us being mentally enslaved. They don't think that way. So they have lots of children. They're going to outbreed us, outnumber us with the amount of children that they have. 
because again, different worldview, different understanding of their faith and practice. And in our country, in this country, we've got birth control and we have abortion and we have choice. And guess what? Long run, we don't have enough people to sustain ourselves. And guess what? Someone else will have to take care of that. Don't worry. No, you don't worry. Don't worry. It's taken care of. You know, you made the choice because that's what you were told. And that's what I'm talking about with the women's issues and the enslavement and the mind trap and the psychological thing. It's like, sorry, there's certain laws that cannot be changed. And the law of the, the difference of the sexes, function and purpose, as much as women want to get out of the kitchen and go do their own thing, please, especially Texas, you guys have recently passed this law trying to keep um, babies in utero alive. You know, I'm very, very pro-life. You know, even with the instance of um, sexual assault, like, you know, there's that child's conceived for whatever reason, that child was still a person, they're here, they're here. The thing is, though, with the mass amount of immigration and people bleeding in different parts of the country, just look to the other countries and what happened. Like, I'm not going to do the work for you. I can't do everything for you. Just type it in the computer. We've got the technology. Ask Alexa. I don't have Alexa in my house, but Alexa, be like, or Google Assistant, please pull up the... Um, immigration crisis in uh, UK and United Kingdom. Look up the numbers, the increase in violent crimes. Um, please notice when you see videos of immigration, pay close attention. There's, I know a lot of the videos that were out were taken down and they were removed as like conspiracy theory or whatever. There's lots of videos when you see masses of people, but the thing is like they're masses of men. A lot of them are masses of men. And I'm not saying that women aren't fleeing and there aren't children and they're not family units, but you, there are so many places where people are coming in at different points of the country that they're slowly seeping in. When they first were rescuing people from Cabal in um, Afghanistan, they had flown people over and then they realized that they were, there's like, I think 11 of them that were on the terrorist watch list. Okay, so. I'm not trying to say don't come to the country. I'm not trying to say we don't have room for you. I'm not trying to say there is no place for you in this country. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying like you be prepared because when you have this mass amount of change, there's some things that are going to happen. And the, the chances of sexual assault and rape and um, conception, I'm just going to say it. Like there's a, there's a chances of that. So especially Texas, a lot of people were running from California to Texas to get into a more conservative state, only to find out there's a crisis at the border. It's like, are your communities paying attention? Is, is everyone really aware of what's going on? Of how whomever has managed to get the, you know, this population of people in this one particular place, and then they pass this law, and then what do you think is going to happen? Like, I've, I keep saying it, and no one likes to hear because they think, I'm racist and I don't like people. And I'm like, it's not that it's a race thing. What is the objective? What are they trying to do? Does anyone, does anyone know? Does anyone want to take a guess? What are they trying to do? Because it's not a racist thing anymore, dude. They're trying to change the, the, the dynamic of the American structured system. They're, they're making changes to it. For whatever reason, we can spend hours and days discussing what the point is and why it's happening. I just want people to be aware, like, in, in case you weren't aware, um, th there's going to be a shift, a change, and this is not by accident. No one wants to talk about it. Everyone's like, oh, you're racist. You don't like people of color. It's like, no, I don't like disorder. I don't like fear. I don't like having to wonder, like, it's, it's not a being me being racist. It's, I'm a woman. Okay? And it's like, I don't want, it doesn't even matter what race you are. But if you're looking again, this the what's happened in already in other countries, 
And again, they've also had a lot of prisoners coming out of the prison systems as well. So you got in-house, you got the borders, you got people getting flown in. We don't quite know who all these people are. Uh, we've already note in other countries there's a spike in um, assault and rapes and all of there's a spike in it when we have a lot of mass immigration. Um, there's lots of women who get murdered by people who, if you don't believe me, I'll just, you know, the rest of the day, I'll, tomorrow I'll put the links up and post. Uh, I can spend hours talking about it. And you will just say, you're racist. You don't have any tolerance. You don't like diversity. Oh my God. Just like, you hate people. You're a monster. You're... You're a bigot. You don't you don't like these people. It's like um again. I don't like violence happening to innocent people. I don't. That's why I watch it on TV like it's entertaining on TV for a story. You know, like you usually you want to see the bad people get killed and blown up like, you know, glorious bastards killing Nazis whatever. Like that's what you want. You want to see the bad people get beat up. I don't want to see good people getting hurt. I don't want to see knives, people getting knifed and stabbed. I don't want to see here about bombings. I don't. That's that's the argument that I'm having. It has nothing to do with race. It's more so gender specific. You know, guys tend to do a little bit more of the um the sexual assault thing. That's kind of the that's why I keep bringing up women's empowerment and like the treatment of women because um men a lot of men don't care, and a lot of women are really just completely ignorant to these things like. Stop being so hateful. You have so much hate. I've been called racist and you're not a real Christian because you don't support these immigrants, you know, rushing the border and the border patrol, you know, they're racist. and They don't like people of color. I'm like, um, it's not about being racist. It's not about like not like it's like the people who are specifically coming in are um, some of them. Some of them are causing specific problems. And for you to call me a fake Christian, I'm like. Do you not know? Let's let's look at the book of what is it? Nehemiah, the book of Nehemiah. Pretty sure that was him about like getting getting ready to rebuild a wall of protection. There is nothing wrong with borders. I think it's actually more biblical to put up strong borders. You know, a clear, definitive line. There's nothing wrong about like if you're a father, if you're a parent. If you're a politician, if you're a king, what is normally, normally one of your objectives is to keep the population of people that you're caring for safe. You know, like the stories of Abraham and his wife, Sarah, traveling through Egypt, right? Oftentimes we think of which is him, Abraham, Sarah, and like some people and like some donkeys and like, they're just kind of like passing through. No, it's like a huge nation of people going through Egypt and the Pharaoh's like, um, if you have a large amount of people crossing through your community, yeah, they're going to be taking notes. Like, what are you doing in my town? So, of course, you know, Abraham had to go talk to Pharaoh. And then Pharaoh's like, who's this? And then he's like, oh, that's my sister. I was like, well, we're going to take your sister because she's so hot. Right. And Abraham's like, okay. And he was scared. And then I guess Pharaoh had some bad dreams and he was being messed with because God's like, um, that is not his sister. That is his wifey. And Pharaoh's like, take your wife and get out of our town like just fuck out so they're gonna be paying attention when you have a mass of people traveling through your community you're like what are you guys doing like what everyone sensors go up they're like why is there a mass of people here traveling through what are you trying usually that means invasion how many times did they talk about spies going through and that one prostitute rahab had to keep the spies you know it's like Hello? It's it's not being mean. It's being like cautious. Like, okay, what's what's actually going on here? Because I'm already we're already plagued with mental illness. We're already plagued with plagued with drug addictions, severe suicides. Um, I'll keep bringing up abortion. We're cutting our numbers down. Like I asked yesterday, are you death proof? Because you you're acting like you're death proof. You're not gonna have anyone to take care of you when you're old. We're pretty much killing all the next generation of people. And people that are coming in here may not have the same value systems and family value systems that you have, but now their numbers are going to outnumber your numbers in the end run. 
I said, three to five years, what is the community going to look like? If you don't sit here and make a definitive claim or stand and say, this is what I believe in. This is my family, my faith, you know, our freedoms to pursue our happiness. And if someone else wants to come over here, because again, libertarians, you guys love this mindset of do whatever makes you happy. You know, you got some people here. There's a lot of things that make them happy. And that's not going to make you happy. But they're here, right? Because everyone wants to be loving and tolerant. And I'm sorry, I was studying First um, Corinthians today, 13, and talked about love is, love is patient, love is kind, blah, 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 blah. Everyone loves coding that, but they leave out the part where it always protects and it is not okay with iniquities. It is not okay with bad things, you know? And it always protects. That's that's part of love. So, you know, if you have a child who's doing something bad and you don't want them to get hurt, like, you know, the whole thing, don't run into the road because you're going to get hit by a car and your child is not listening. So the question is, is like, um, <clears throat> what exactly, I mean, do you, you yell? Like, don't go into the road. Like, stop. Is that being mean? Is that being unloving? Are you being, oh, you don't like your kid because you yelled at them because you didn't want them to run into the road. I'm like trying to, hey, guys, instead of us like opening the floodgates to everything without vetting, without checking out, like, hey, do we have a good checks and balance system? Do we have a way of keeping track of like, what are you guys doing? Where are you coming from? Do you have a place to go, a place to stay? Do we have a job lined up? Do we have the resources for you? Do we have the food? Do we have the health care? Technically, the answer is yes, but do we have the right way to distribute to everyone and get everyone to the proper place? Unless we can get that established, I'm not okay with just opening the floodgates and being like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's coming, cool, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, it's like, I'm sorry, do you lock your doors at night? Every person out here who's all like, let them in, let them in. Keep your doors open then. Seriously, why do you lock your car door? Why do you lock your front door? Can they go stay with you? Open your house to them then. If you're going to sit here and say, don't close the borders. Open up your house. I, I dare you. You won't do it. Because I don't trust you. I don't know you. I don't want you in my house. But you're perfectly okay opening the floodgates and allowing these people in completely unvetted or sleep, you know, slipping in and not allowing the border patrol to do their job or assuming that they're all like racist with the whip and like get out of our country. It's not about, there's so much more. You are okay with, you know, coyotes and smuggling children and human trafficking and bringing drugs in. You know, the drugs that your children are addicted to, they're coming in from other countries because they're not getting, the border isn't strong and secure. You're letting all that seep in. Everyone's complaining about the virus, the virus, the virus. Oh, bring in refugees, refugees, refugees. And you don't know what they're bringing in with them. Like you're over, you don't make any sense. This is why I'm like, I don't want to come off again. I was like, I have no love in my heart. I'm intolerant. I'm a bigot. I don't care. I'm a racist. Like, I care about everyone's safety and well-being. And if you don't have that same mindset, then yeah, trust and believe you're going to have some problems. And I'm not going to sit here and be quiet and be like, hmm, what's a good idea? I'm not even going to say anything. Like, it's not going to happen. I'm going to just be very, very blunt and upfront. Yes, there is plenty of room in this country for more immigrants. Yes, our numbers are dwindling and we need to replace our population. And that's usually done with immigration. Yes, we are a very loving Christian nation and we are open and flexible and loving and we have plenty of resources to distribute. Um, that is all true. It is also true that we also need to be very, very, very cautious about how we open up the country and how we allow these people to come in and conduct themselves. Because if we don't have the same value system, you don't have the same standards you know, especially when it comes time for relationships and datings, if a gentleman sees a female as um, just her function for sex and for, you know, a lot of people hate that Christians are traditionalists and they encourage women to stay at home in the kitchen and take care of their family. Like, oh, that's so oppressive. It's like, um, it's also safe and why is it? It actually exhibits a lot of love in the father. Men who say, I want my wife or my woman to stay at home. It's not necessarily because they want to keep her oppressed and like with their, you know, their little finger on like, hey, bitch, you stay at home. You're mine. I'm sure there's plenty of men like that. But at the same time, it's like, hey, you know what? I don't want you being exposed 
to dangerous men. I don't want you sexually harassed. I don't want people looking at you like a piece of meat. I don't want you to be in those unsafe circumstances. I would, I would love for you to be fully comfortable, fully empowered to be yourself in this household that I have built for you. Go have your little vegetable garden. Go can your little fruits and your jellies and your pickles. You know, go take care of the children and do whatever you want, whenever you want to do it, and I'll take care of it. That's what most men, traditional men, Christian men in this country want. The objective is me create safe household for me, woman. Me, woman, stay home. Me, woman, be safe. Me, woman, keep food. Me, protect family. That's the objective. But no, we, we do have bad men who abuse women and take advantage. That's a problem. That, I'm not even going to deny. That's a problem. We have a problem. There are some bad men out there who will take advantage of women. And that's why they want to leave. And I'm not going to even dispute that. Generally speaking, the, the objective was at one point in time to keep the women safe and not have to worry. Like, why would you take something that you love and care about and like, hey, go work for the man. Go stress yourself out. Hey, you know, like, if you don't have to, you don't have to. So when we talk about immigration, you've got some people who truly do see women as only for sex. That's their only choice. You can't leave. Even if you wanted to, you can't. There are people who believe that and they don't carry our same value system. We want to see, oh yeah, come into our country. You're welcome. Okay. You know, here's your young, beautiful daughter who has no idea of how these other people may think or believe or their religious background or understanding. And they get sucked into this situation. You know, I'm, I will post the stories. There's plenty of stories of young um, white women in you in the UK and Europe who were dating people from other countries. You I mean the, the refugees that everyone was like, come into our country. You're welcome. You're welcome. And then they ended up being murdered. Or you have people who really believe, oh, you know, there's, we're all the same peace and unity. Like, you know, there's no, there's no difference. Um, certain cultures and, and races, there, there are differences in their understanding. And we don't, not all of them think the same about everything, you know? So again, with the immigration thing, you got to find that delicate balance. I don't want to sit here and say no, but please also take it cautiously. And it is actually very, very loving and very, very Christian to protect your family and protect your community and to be wise in discerning and figuring out what is actually going on before we just start labeling people like oh you're this you're that like i can't stand that i have no patience for it it's not about being a bigger being about racist about being like let's be smart about it all right so let me let me just stop talking about that because it's it's enough and there's going to be more to be discussed trust me just go ahead and like start to transition one of the things I wanted to share um, very close to heart to my home heart and home is uh, my experience my trip to India and I recently got this book from the library Slumdog Millionaire and the reason why I'm bringing this up because again we were talking about us being enslaved and not even in touch it's crazy what happens in our country where we're just completely um, out of touch. We really don't understand. You know, we don't understand. So let me, I wanted to read this little section because I thought it was kind of funny. Um, this gentleman, he's saying that he's extremely hungry. He hasn't eaten in days. And then guess what he does? Um, I'm about to trade my Casio digital watch for a plate of, I cannot pronounce it, Chihole Bahatur. When my eyes fall on a hoarding just next to the railway canteen, it simply says M, just one kilometer away. I know instantly where I can get food for free. All right, let me fast forward. Okay, so the smartly attired waitress at McDonald's look at me suspiciously, but I don't. But they don't shoo me away. They can't turn back a customer. Sorry, they can. They can't turn back a customer in Levi jeans, however scruffy he may be. I positioned myself close to the wooden bin, the one with the swinging flap. 
When no one is looking, I quickly push my hand inside and take out as many of those nice brown paper bags um, within arm's reach. I exit using the clean toilet paper to wash my face. Sorry. Um, I exit after using the clean toilet to wash off some of the dirt and grime from my face. My first attempt at scavenging is quite successful. I sit on a green wooden bench outside and feed contently on a half-eaten vegetable burger, some chicken nuggets, two almost full packets of french fries, and a half cup of 7-Up. Scavenging is part of the survival gear of a street kid. So, reading Slumdog Millionaire, a little expert about that. I'm talking about that missionary who came from India to the United States to see the type of luxury that we live in compared to the um, a lot of people in third world countries outside of states who were just, you know, like when I was there, we were given cold drinks, but they didn't give us ice. And we thought that was weird, like there's no ice. And they're just like, what do you need ice for? It's cold. And then the ice just waters it down anyways. You know, you don't even get the full drink. It's watered down soda. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, huh? But it's just the, the types of luxuries we take for granted. And then we have, again, the, the whole issue with the, um, the mass immigration. A lot of these people, they, they don't care about the, the luxuries. To them, it, it is very extra. That's their foundation wasn't built with all of these things. So they can live without it. They can live very, very quite humbly and very, very simply. So when I talked about earlier about modern day slavery and people who could be homeless and just live off the land and off the grid, I'm like, are you capable of that? Like how much are you willing to give up or could you give up? Because you're going to be probably seeing especially the people who are in Texas right now, um, a mass of people who can be perfectly content as long as they get over here into the States. They got the, their smartphones, they got the health care, they got the food. They don't really have any worries, you know? I'm not saying that's going to be the case for everyone, obviously, but I'm just, I want you, the people who are sitting here, you know, accusing others who are trying to be cautious about what's going on don't accuse them of being angry racist bigoted people who don't like people of color because that's not accurate we want people to come here in a healthy organized manner you know where people are going to be getting the appropriate resources another example um I heard this woman complaining about, or she brought up statistics saying, oh yeah, Texas, you say you, you care about babies, you care about women, and they start spouting off all these like highest in this rate, and then this amount of children don't get seen, and this amount of women end up dying, and this, that, and the other. Okay, like, it's probably accurate, the numbers, but the thing is like, who are these numbers coming from? Because you do realize that there's high immigration rates and these people if they're going into the hospital care system and there these some of these stats are coming up this is why the numbers are so negative this is why the the outcomes are so bad is because um it's, it's a crisis and the way it's happening the way the people are flooding into the country we can't catch up you're absolutely right women aren't getting the best care and the thing is though we they can get the best care if there's a constant flood and then the pandemic of course and we continue to enable the poor behavior without accountability it's like okay you want to sit here and say abortion is good for women in the short run it may be an instant relief but we need to talk about the long run the long run is the men have no accountability. They'll continue to abuse a woman and rape her over and over. And if she gets pregnant, just have an abortion. That's what you're creating. That's the cycle that you're perpetuating that abuse of women. There's no consequence. Who cares? And at a certain point, it needs to stop. And we, again, I keep emphasizing this. Everyone needs to just stand up and say enough of this butchering of everyone. What can we do to get everyone functioning, working? Because it... The situations are already here, you know, the people are already here. The abortion law, I mean, if you believe that um, conception starts, life starts at conception, and a woman can't have an abortion, and she's, you know, the the father, potential father, is um, 
an immigrant? I mean, are you prepared for that? I'm just being real. It's a possibility. It could happen. Get ready. Wake up. Don't accuse people of being racist. They go, you don't like people of color. Like, no, I don't like people assaulting people. I don't like people breaking the rules like that. Where it's, um... There's... We don't know what you're doing or why you're... What's going on. I mean, I have that's what I kind of have a problem with. Especially you've got young people who are listening to a lot of the liberal media talking points who are trying to bully and shame people. And you're such a hurtful person. You've got no heart. You're not a Christian. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't tolerate that at all. It's not okay. There's a difference between loving and being tolerant. Part of being loving is also protecting. And that's what I'm about right now. Trying to protect women, vulnerable children, and building strong family units. And if there's a man out there who isn't down with that, taking care of women and protecting women and their family, you know, then yeah, that's where we have a problem. But with that, let me just go ahead and get off here because I've talked long enough. And like I always say, I'm sorry if I wasted your time, but I, my only hope is that you can take something from this. Um, but I'm sure you're just going to assume that I'm a racist and I don't like people of color. And, um, this is, this is MAGA country, you know, you, you can assume that all you want, I absolutely love people, but I don't, I don't like people being in fear, I don't like people sick, I don't like being, women being hurt, that's what I'm about, so, at any point in time you're consuming this content, day, night, or evening, you've been listening to that girl, Jenna Curacilla, I'm on Anchor FM, I was on YouTube, but they kicked me out because of poor connection. I'm still on Facebook Live. Awesome. I'm also on Twitch. Uh, You can find the podcast overview on my blog spot. Check out my Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and TikTok. Eventually, I'll make my way to Clubhouse and working on my website. Anyways, I hope you have a nice day, evening, night, morning, and God's peace as always. Take care.